Hey everyone, it's Noah Barnett, the VP of Marketing here at Feather. And today in the studio, as always, I'm joined by New Tay. Hey, New, it's our last time in the studio this year. It's it's bittersweet, but happy holidays. It's a it's a fun and energetic time of the year. Absolutely, happy holidays to you as well. Um, what do holidays Thank look you. like in your household during this season? Uh, well. We um we have kind of like a dual cultural thing happening in our house. So my husband is Jewish, so we celebrated Hanukkah last week, which I really enjoyed. It's just like good food. Um, I love lighting the candles and bringing light into the house. And it was our son's first Hanukkah, so that was fun. And then you know next week or maybe the end of this week we celebrate christmas with my family so my son doesn't really know what's going on because he's only 10 months old but there's a lot of gift exchanging happening between mommy and daddy and him uh he enjoys all the toys and books he's getting but i don't think he, it's really registering it so next year should be really fun how about you yeah no that's i feel like from the kids experience they're like what changed <laughs> you know they're like i i got one toy every once in a while and now all of a sudden i'm getting flooded with them and then next week it goes back to nothing and they're like what did i do you know because as a as a kid sub one you're like the world revolves around you and so you're just like mm -hmm. was it my birthday again <laughs> you know i'm not sure <laughs> so what did i do deserve this see how how they respond after the holidays of their first holiday mm -hmm. where they're like Absolutely. are we gonna get more of those <laughs> gifts you know is this like an ongoing thing or not um yeah. my kids are a little bit older <laughs> than that and so there's a lot of anticipation mm -hmm. you know we uh, my partner is very diligent around wrapping gifts as they come and so gifts slowly pile up under the tree <laughs> leading up till um, christmas when we open them um because my youngest is almost eight and then my oldest is 13. So it's a different type of holiday, um, but there's still a lot of anticipation and excitement. I think the thing I'm most excited about is the week after the holiday, we're going snowboarding and that's kind of started to becoming a, a family tradition oh, nice. where we go do like snow yeah. sports stuff. You know, we live in Phoenix, so snow is accessible, mm -hmm. but you have to drive somewhere to go to it. But doing that right. even around the yeah. holidays is always fun. Oh, that's so fun. I love snowboarding. I haven't gone in years, but I, I used to enjoy it a lot. It was just really fun. And at the end of the day, you get a waffle. It's just very rewarding. A waffle? Why Why specifically a yeah. waffle? Or you, is that just... You guys, you guys don't do that? So the ski resorts uh, up north, I guess like a few hours from us, um, they have like a waffle stand and it's like a hot waffle that they serve you and you can get like chocolate mm. on it. Um, or caramel, and it was, you know, it's just tasty. <laughs> that's that's cool. Maybe it's that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my boys love waffles, so maybe we'll have to try that out and see if there's like a waffle station <clears throat> at the ski resort. Yeah, it's a yeah, nice treat. That'd be great. Well, as we head into the holidays and the end of year, obviously end of year fundraising, even if you're not a fundraising organization, like the end of year just always feels busy and there's a lot of activities going on. Um, both outside of work, but also inside of work. And mm -hmm. the topic for this week's brief, the good marketing brief, if you're not familiar with that, that's a weekly newsletter we send out every week and new helps us curate. We drop it in everyone's inboxes on Wednesdays and then record this compliment on Fridays. But this week's topic was retention. And typically that's not a topic mm -hmm. you maybe associate with year ends. 
where you're talking about retention. But why did you choose this topic right now? Yeah, I love talking about retention at the end of the year. I think it kind of falls by the wayside sometimes in the midst of all the crazy campaign planning and making sure you're hitting your goals. But even if you aren't like pushing out a really robust year in campaign, by the nature of the holiday season, you're probably going to get an influx of gifts and new supporters coming through your door. Um, and so I just think it's an opportunity as your new donor file is growing and you have all these new names, you don't want them to just fall off your list and, you know, forget about you. So I think it's a good time for nonprofits as they go into the new year to find ways to continue to engage their supporters, um, connect with them, build a relationship with them so that their support goes from one time to, you know, recurring. Absolutely. And retention is always one of these topics that we say is important. And then every year when we do our annual state of nonprofit marketing report, everyone always puts acquisition as more important than retention mm -hmm. just by choice, not by Absolutely. exclusion, but they say, Hey, yeah, I'm really focused yeah. on acquisition this year. And then at the end of the year or towards the end of the year, middle of the year, we're always like, man, retention, we really need to focus on that. Someone said something last week mm -hmm. in a panel discussion was the best approach to acquisition is to focus on retention. And I couldn't a whole, more wholeheartedly mm -hmm. agree with that because it's so important. But in this week's brief, you kind of curated a bunch of resources as to why mm -hmm. retention should be a top priority for nonprofits and some practical tips. Yeah. What was some of the things Absolutely. that surfaced in, in the brief? Yeah, I think retention sometimes or a lot of times falls behind acquisition. Um, but act, like continuing to spend money to acquire more donors is harder, right? You're trying to convince new people to support your cause and why it's important. Whereas if you invest more of that time and resources into retaining the ones that who have already given to you, have already shown an interest in your mission and a connection to it, um, I think it's just more sustainable um, in the long term. And so I'm going to bring up Tobes again, because I feel like every time I'm putting together the brief, I get his newsletter on Sunday and I'm like, oh, there's a topic here that aligns with our brief. So let's like dive in. And he really talks about how to increase retention and um, donor lifetime value, because if you retain a donor, they give several times of, in the course of their lifetime, their lifetime value obviously goes up. Um, and so in his newsletter this week, he really dives into a retention marketing toolkit and there's a lot of useful information in there. Um, but it really is more than just checking off a few boxes and doing, Hey, I sent a thank you letter. I sent an acknowledgement letter. I sent a couple of like, Hey, this is your impact and continue supporting our cause. It should be a more robust strategy that focuses on marketing channels, you know, doing donor surveys to see what's really resonating with donors or supporters and what's not, looking at your analytics and of course, investing in donor experiences. Yeah, and so many of those things are essential and I think we say that we're prioritizing them, but I appreciate the increased lens of, well, how do we invest in these because it's contribution to retention, 
versus just focusing on the activities, like mm -hmm. anchoring the activities to the outcome of retention, even in something as simple as a survey, like we're surveying people to get information. But by asking people's opinions and getting feedback, those that respond to the survey, according to some research by the ad agitator or donor voice, says that people that respond to surveys yeah. are more likely to give to you again. And so it's already an indication by mm -hmm. them actually completing the survey that they have a higher propensity to possibly give to you. And so <laughs> even thinking through like right. when someone fills out the survey, what is our cultivation strategy look like next to continue that momentum going? Not to immediately say, thanks for mm -hmm. filling out the survey. Now you can give a gift or become a monthly donor. But in the next 30 days yeah. or 45 days, because they did A, fill out survey, how are we cultivating them to more deeply connect? Because they've already told you that they are invested or they wouldn't have filled out a survey. And I think it's so practical to anchor those yeah. tactics to the outcome of retention. Yeah, I think that's such a great point with the donor surveys. The survey in general, you know, could take a minute or two, but getting to someone to actually click the link and take the time out of their day um, to fill out a survey is difficult. Right. Unless you have something that incentivizes them, like a gift. You've seen it in the for-profit space, a gift card or a free giveaway for an iPad or whatever it is. Um, without that tangible incentive, it's difficult. So if a donor is filling out your donor survey just because they want to, it means they are committed to your cause. And I think it's it's a great point that you pointed out there. Yeah, absolutely. And you also include a great guide from um, some friends over at Neon One on how you can specifically mm -hmm. retain end of year donors. So obviously right now we're in the midst of capturing yeah. end of year donors, but I think it's yeah. the right time to be thinking about, okay, people are going to give to my end of year campaigns. What am I going to do in the next 30, 60, 90 days, January, February, yeah. March to retain them? And this guide had some practical tips. Anything that stood out to you yeah. that was maybe more relevant for our, our listeners to focus in on? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I like this guide. Abby is the content lead over at Neon One, and she compiled this pretty comprehensive guide specifically for year-end donors. And there's some good tips in there, but I mean, the, the key overarching theme here is don't make it transactional. Don't focus on just the donation. Um, or the money that you received from a donor, really focus on the person and address them as a person and not, thanks for your donation. You should address them as like, hey, thank you for your contribution to our cause. Um, and then invite them to continue supporting outside of trend, like outside of a financial ask, whether it's um, spreading the word, attending an upcoming event, starting their own fundraiser, um, signing up to be a member or a monthly a supporter. I think these are all things to keep in mind. And she also ends it to kind of make nonprofits lives easier. They have like a, uh, a series of thank you templates that nonprofits can use to kind of cultivate and retain donors. Yeah. The next resource you shared in the brief this week talked about retention strategies through the lens of donor diversification. That one stood mm -hmm. out to me as an interesting thing, because again, it's like, you know, there's the practical tips of thank your donors, which the Neon Guide provides a bunch of um, great tips on, mm -hmm. acknowledge your donors as they are, really connect them to the impact. Then there's Tobes, which is like, hey, there's some activities you can do that tie back to retention if you if you anchor them through this lens. 
This one felt completely different because it was like, hey, by prioritizing diversification within your donor base, that can actually contribute or be an indicator of better retention rates. Can you kind of unpack maybe mm -hmm. what you heard in this article that would be relevant as people plan for 2024? Yeah, and this goes beyond 2024, right? Um, kind of expanding the types of donors that are on your file is key for the longevity and the long-term health of your nonprofit. In this article in particular, it talks about, you know, diversifying the different generations of donors that you're um that who that are on your file and i mean we've all heard that there's like we're in the middle of a great wealth transfer and there's 84 trillion dollars in flux right now that are getting passed from older donors the silent generation baby boomers to you know millennials and um gen z as well and so with that more forward-thinking nonprofits are already, you know, expanding their fundraising strategies to engage the younger donors. And I think for nonprofits, it can be tough to figure out what messaging resonates for every type of donor, right? But it's really about tailoring your messaging. Um, we've talked about it here. I know Feather has a bunch of resources on segmentation and how to create these groups of donors and target messaging based on their preferences, their behaviors, and their passions. And so really leaning into that. Um, at the end of the day, you wanna share your stories. Those are the most your most valuable resources because um, people care about stories, right? They wanna feel good. They wanna feel like they can help somebody who needs it. And so um, highlighting those, sharing the impact, segmenting, um, finding what values donors have and really speaking to those. And of course, testing all of your efforts to make sure that it's actually working. Yeah, it's so important. And I think this goes back to a theme we've covered in the Good Marketing Brief constantly. And it's actually the first part or first mm -hmm. step of the Good Marketing Framework is you have to understand your audience. And by understanding your audience, you're able to better cultivate connections and then activate action. And so this is another great reminder mm -hmm. that as we diversify, different things change and being sensitive to the diversification of your donor base as you think about retention strategies. The one thing I love about the Good Marketing Brief and New, you always drop these like, I was going to say Easter eggs, <laughs> but maybe uh, Christmas gifts or <laughs> holiday presents or whatever you want to say into the brief where we can learn something from for-profit brands or these big brands and apply it to nonprofits. And this week you chose to include Pizza Hut. And Pizza Hut's like this <laughs> legacy brand. I haven't actually thought about mm -hmm. Pizza Hut in a really long time. But what can nonprofits learn from Pizza Hut's holiday marketing campaign? <laughs> yeah, this one is a good one because it's really about giving back to the community. And so what Pizza Hut did is they launched this campaign. They sent out these doormats to customers on like a first come first serve basis so that they can display it throughout the holiday season and as a way to give back to the delivery drivers and this is goes beyond just the pizza delivery drivers from pizza hut but like any type of delivery whether it's a post post person or usps fedex as they're dropping up a package and see the doormat they can 
scan the code and get a Pizza Hut gift card. So I think it's just a fun way to get the community engaged and give back to those who, you know, you want to show support for. And so I think that for nonprofits, one on the tech side, QR codes, they still are useful after the pandemic. I know they're used widely when we couldn't really interact with each other, but um, finding ways to integrate that into your fundraising, whether it's at an in-person event or it's like a direct mail. I actually read a study from Giving USA that I think for younger donors, 50% of them will scan a QR code on a direct mail appeal. So I think that's useful. On the other hand, I think this shows that people care about supporting their communities and wanting to give back. So finding ways to make that connection between donors and your mission, I think is going to be helpful. Yeah. And I think there's a, there's a subtleness here that we've talked about in previous good marketing briefs where giving your supporters or in this part, you know, your community, something to socially identify as part of the community as a do gooder or as a good give backer, you know, whether it's something symbiotic or sim symbolic, um, not symbiotic, yeah. um, but symbolic, <laughs> like even a token or like when we wear a brand that gives back and it has something on it, like it says something about who we are or who we want to be. And even something yeah. as simple here where it's like they have a doormat that gives back to delivery drivers, like that's still communicating a sense of identity. And I think that's a big part of good marketing Absolutely. is creating that identity and connection. And it can be done through small tokens or through large scale things like a doormat in this case. And so thinking through mm -hmm. how do you drive identity and community and connection in a socially visible way. Uh, Jonah Berger talks about this a lot is you want to give people the ability to show off that they're a part of it. That's why like the white Apple headphones wanted to be intentionally different than other things. Cause it's like, you're in a different group or the Bose headphones mm -hmm. or the beats, you know, it's like you're in a different category and that needs to be communicated visually. And this was another way to do that. Mm -hmm. So lots to learn as we head into that. Any final Absolutely. thoughts as we close out, our last good marketing brief for the year, at least here in the studio, mm -hmm. any kind of right. practical tips as people close out their 2023s and step into 24? Yeah, I think that this is first a critical time to take your rest, recharge for the new year, because, you know, I know nonprofits especially are crunch for time between September and December. There's just a lot to do, very little time. And as you know, the year end campaigns are finally just in motion, you know, taking advantage of the time to, you know, unwind, spend time with loved ones and really celebrate the holidays. But, you know, as the new year approaches, I know I dropped this podcast from We Are For Good in the inspiration section. Um, Leah, who is the Senior Director of Strategy and Innovation at George Mason University, she hops on with John and Becky just to talk about like innovation and breaking down the walls of the for-profit and the nonprofit space. And I think innovation is thrown out a lot. And it's really like, what does that mean um, for nonprofits? And it's really just challenging nonprofits to think outside of the norm of what has traditionally been done. Um, and trying new things. She shared a, a kind of framework from Pixar, um, which was to, for the staff 
what Pixar does is they tell their staff to give very honest and brutal feedback so that they can create the best product possible. And I think it's a good way for nonprofits, like it's a good framework for nonprofits to adapt or to try out in the new year so that, you know, one, you're being inclusive to all the members on your team and make sure you like all ideas are heard. But also ensuring that like what you're doing is resonating with everybody on the team because you know everyone is the face of your organization. So having everyone aligned is gonna be important. Yeah, absolutely. I think rest, innovation, all key themes. I think the third one I would add to that list is just focus. You you can only do so much before mm -hmm. the end of the year. You can only do so much even in January when we have the whole year ahead of us. And so as I always share with my team, like focus always wins. I need to hear that often. Mm -hmm. um, I think we all probably could hear that more often and it heed that advice. So innovate, rest, yeah. and focus, um, focus as we close out. <laughs> no, it's been a pleasure spending so much time with you in the studio this year. And thank you so much for your, your curation of the Good Marketing Brief. Again, if you're interested in learning more about of this, course. feel free to click the link below and you can get it in your inbox. And next week we'll be on holiday, but you'll still get a good marketing brief in your inbox on Wednesday. And then we'll be back with you in the new year. Thanks so much, New, and enjoy your holiday. Happy holidays, everybody.